Welcome to another episode of my podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to have you joining me. What a crazy weekend I've had. I got to go to the UFC. I moved into a new house. Um, What else did I do? I mean, that was really it. I got to do a big show for the first time in a long time indoors. It was wild in Texas, in Houston, at the Bayou Music Center. I think it was like, I think maybe like two or 3,000 people. It was crazy. It all, it, but at the same time, like I thought it would feel weird to be indoors with that many people. It wasn't that weird. It felt very normal. We're back, baby. We are back. So I got to do that. Um, my dad just came up. I invited him to come on the podcast for this episode. He said no. So please send your hate mail to Larry. Um, I really wish we could have had him on, but he's a diva now. He does one of my podcasts and now he's too good for it. That's his fault. Maybe for the hundredth episode, we could get him here. Hundredth episode is coming up next week. So leave a comment below. Let me know who you want to see on it. Let me know what I should do. If you have any fun ideas. I feel so weird. I'm wearing leggings and these like my freaking toe is itching so bad. I'm wearing leggings and black socks and now I feel like CGI or like a backstage theater hand minus the bright shirt. I feel really weird. Ugh. I've I've been feeling so ugly and like gross lately. Like I just feel like you know when you just like feel like you need to take a shower all the time? That's how I feel. I feel dirty. I don't know what it is. I feel like I need to work out more or something or like have a routine. I feel like I've just gotten so comfortable being like a sack of potatoes during COVID times that now I'm like still doing lazy girl shit while also doing busy girl shit. And it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh together. I can't do both. It's too hard. But I also don't know if like maybe I'm just like too hard on myself. Like why can't I just be comfortable being like a lazy gross girl? Maybe I'm not supposed to be that. Ow. Um, but yeah, I went to... Okay, I guess I'll start with the UFC and doing the show with Joe. So, I did Joe's podcast, um, I don't know, like a month or two ago. And he invited me to do his show in Houston. And I was so excited. And so it finally came. I flew out. It was so nice. I got to fly first. I was in a little pod. I felt, you know, like a princess. And got to Houston. And I don't know. Just the hotel was great. I got to stay in a nice room. And, uh, and what? Oh, so then we flew in the day of the show. Santino was there. Um, and we went to the venue. It was giant. I was so nervous because, you know, I haven't done a big show like that in a long time. And I also like normally if I open for Joe, I do like 10 minutes. So this was my first time. He said that I could do 15. So I was like, okay, like I'm moving up. And I was like, I was stressed. I was going over my set, just like just freaking out tbh and uh and it ended up being super fun it wasn't my favorite set i liked it but i don't know sometimes you just like do a set and you know it's good but you know it's not as good as you want it to be i feel like with comedy it's like i don't know you just know you're doing you're the one who's doing sets you know every night or however often you're performing and it's like, you'll have one of your best sets and you'll feel amazing. But then all of the other sets that you do, if they're not where that one that you loved was, it feels like it wasn't good, you know? And so it's really hard for me to be like, it was good because I'm like, I know that it could have been better. And so it's just like this weird mental thing of being like, it's fine. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was rowdy, wild. And then... Yeah, we all went out to eat. I got to meet some fighters at dinner. It was so cool. I was sitting next to this dude, Corey Anderson. 
And I was just asking him all of these questions about fighting. I was like, I'm sorry, I have another question for you. I'm sorry, I have another question for you. And he was so cool. I, I want to watch him fight. Um, yeah, and then the next day I got to go to the UFC, which was crazy. This was my second time ever going to the UFC. And I'm totally spoiled because I get to go with Joe, which means I'm like right in like... You know, I'm right by the octagon. I see everything. It's insane. And the energy there is so fun. And that was also crazy because that was like, I don't know, probably 15,000 people inside of an arena. And like, no one has to wear masks. And it was wild. It was wild. I got a hot dog. I got some tenders. You know, I was doing it up. So, I got to go to that. And... uh. The fights were really fun to watch. I don't know enough about fighting and, like, the UFC to, like, really get into some sort of educated discussion on what went down. But people got beat up, that's for sure. People got hurt. I, um, I was watching one... So, the main card event was this dude, Mike Chandler, and this other dude, Charles Oliveira, and... I don't know anything. I'm not, like, going into it, I'm never, like, rooting for one person over the other. Unless it's someone that I already know, but I only know, like, three fighters. So, you know, the chances of them all fighting at the same time is rare. So, when Mike Chandler and uh, Charles Oliveira got up, I didn't have, like, one over the other. But I think Charles Oliveira's, like, walk-up song was some, like, Brazilian, like, worship music. And... If you listen to the pod and you know me, I love worship music. It's one of my favorites. So as soon as I heard his walk-up song, I'm like, that's my boy. He's praising God right now. And I don't really care about all that stuff. You know, I don't go to church or anything. But I love a worship song. That gets me pumped up. Hosanna by Hillsong United. Let's go. Oceans by Hillsong United. Let's go. So then... Also, like, everyone in the audience, like, if there's a fight where it's one person from the U.S., you know, one person fighting from the U.S. and one person fighting not from the U.S., everyone gets all like, USA, and like, super fucking, I don't know, patriotic, and it freaks me out. When people start chanting USA, I'm like, something dark is about to happen. I don't know. The USA chants scare me. Like, I'm all for being patriotic and being, like, a proud American, but as soon as a bunch of white people start chanting USA, I'm like, this is not good. So I heard that, and I was like, you know what? I want this other dude to win. I want the underdog. I don't even know if he's an underdog, but no one's chanting Brazil, Brazil. So I'm like, I'm gonna have this dude's back. And lucky for me, he won. And there's this video on, like, I, I posted on my Instagram story, but let me see what, it's, like, called, um, the Instagram is called MMA Sound, at MMA Sound, and, um, you can see me in the background, so, like, right behind the ring on the left, you see me, I'm in this, like, white shirt, and I, I can't sit still, I don't know how people are able to just, like, because I, I wa- Halle Berry goes to a lot of fights, which is random. Like, you wouldn't expect her to be at the fights, but she goes to a lot of fights. She wasn't there at this one. There were no, like, major celebrities that I saw at this one, which is kind of a bummer because I love, like, you know, just creeping on celebrities and watching what they do and what they eat and all of that. I was thinking that the whole time I was watching. There were, like, no, nope. there were no celebrities. Allie's probably fucking pissed. Yeah, I was bummed. One of the guys who was working, one of the, like, I don't know what he does, maybe, like, producers, he was sitting by the octagon with a computer. He came up to me and he goes, I thought you were Billie Eilish. I was like, sir, stop. I was like, I was surprised, though, because when I have brown hair, no one says that anymore. Bummer. But he did, so I was like, okay. I was also wearing this, like, giant button-down shirt, like, this vintage Prada shirt that I got from one of my friends. And on one side, it looks like an affliction design. And on the other side, it's like lipstick bottle tubes. Um, so I was wearing, I was trying to wear like an aggressive shirt. Because I feel like UFC is aggressive. Like you show up, you like, I don't know. I don't want to wear like what I'm wearing right now. I want to like wear something fun and exciting and weird. So I was wearing that. 
so maybe that's why he thought it. I don't know. But yeah, I was looking around. There were some like other people there who everyone was freaking Chuck Liddell. Everyone was going crazy for Chucky. And then uh, Goldberg, the WWE fighter. Yeah, he was there. Everyone was going crazy for him. That dude Goldberg, he's a big, big, big man. He's large and in charge. And when I saw him, I'm like, he seems like he would be a good dad. Some people just have the faith. Like, he seems like he would be a silly, fun, supportive father. He gives that vibe. Chuck would be like a cool uncle, I think, maybe. But he would be doing his own. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he'd go to the barbecues. But, yeah, there was no, like, sexy celebrity action that I could, like, you know, eavesdrop on. So, oh, so then the fight... So in this video, you can see me, I'm like, moving around. Because I don't know if you've ever seen a fight. I haven't seen that many fights break out in person in front of me like that. So I'm not used to watching people get the shit beat out of them. It still is very strange to me. And it stresses me out. I get so uncomfortable. I'm like, no, no, no. And so I'm like, as soon as I see like one big like punch or kick or whatever where someone gets down, I like jump out of my seat. I have to like squat, run around, like close my eyes, look. I can't just sit in my chair. I get too stressed. And someone commented, they're like, because after Oliviera won the fight, he's like, you know, he's crying, which I thought was beautiful. You know, he's so, you know, there's so many sides to him. One one moment he's punching someone in the face multiple times. The next moment he's crying tears of joy and gratitude. So he's diverse. He's got a lot of layers to him. And I was like super excited. You know, that's it's a main card event. He just won a bonus of, you know, however much money. Who knows? You know, whatever. Like that's a big deal for him. So I'm like jumping up. I'm all excited. And someone's like, why would you, why would you? Up, you know, why would you, like, jump up and be excited after someone just got, you know, beat up? And I'm like, that was their job. Their job was to either beat someone up or get beat up. I'm not celebrating that the guy's hurt. I'm celebrating that this guy won, you know? That's the name of the game. But then I saw the next morning, I went to bed. I went to bed early. Everyone was like drinking at the hotel bar and I was like, I'm too tired. I wanted to order room service too because there's nothing cooler than just like going back to your room, being in a nice bed and just getting gross room service and wiping your hands on the sheets and just being disgusting. So that's why I was like, I have to go. I can't be here anymore. So I got room service. I couldn't even like, I had so much adrenaline though, like I couldn't even fall asleep and then I had to wake up early to leave the next day. And so I was like, I was so tired in the morning. And I tried to leave early so I could get breakfast at the hotel. And so I get there and I'm like trying to order something quick. And I go to the bathroom and I get out of the bathroom and I look. And Mike Chandler is at the hotel place having breakfast with like his family or something. And I wanted to go up and say something to him so badly, but I got so nervous. But then I was like, why is he up so early? Like, he just lost a main card event. Like, I was tired just watching everyone, you know? Like, how is he awake this early? And someone messaged me and they were like... Because I had a joke, like, why is he waking up so early? Is he is he trying to fight, you know, the morning or something? It was funnier on Instagram stories, but... Um, someone was saying their, you know, their bodies are so, like, hurt after they fight... And they have so much adrenaline that, like, they, like, it, it hurts to go to sleep. You know, their bodies are, like, in pain. So I'm like, damn, that fool just pulled an all-nighter. And I, I wish I said something, but I don't know. I got nervous. I was going to say, it was such a pleasure to watch you fight last night. I can't wait to see you fight again. I'm such a little, I'm such a loser. I get so excited about that stuff. Fighters just, like, impress me. Like, when Joe said that everyone was going to get dinner and, like, his fighter friends were joining, I instantly was like, really? Fighters are going to have dinner with us? Because that's just, like, like, imagine if I did stand-up and every time I performed I had to get punched in the face. I would never want to perform. Like, that would never... I would be like, you know what? I'll be a hairstylist. I don't need this. And their job is literally to get hurt. Hopefully they don't, but like their job, they know that some pain and maybe serious injury is going to happen 
And they're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is all I've ever wanted to do. This is what I'm passionate about. I don't know. They just like, I don't want to say that they're gods because that's a bit excessive. But like, I don't know. They're gladiators. They're strong. You have to be like mentally and physically strong. That dude got his arm broke and just didn't even flinch. Jacare. 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 Yeah, I didn't, that was the thing, everyone, my friend Anthony texted me, he was like, oh, did you hear the snap? Because I heard everyone in, like, the stands and stuff go, ah, but, uh, you know, when you're, like, right on the floor by them, like, it's kind of hard to tell exactly what's going on. When you're up in the stands, you have kind of a better bird's eye view. I couldn't tell what was happening, I just heard everyone go, oh, but I guess, yeah, when you're watching it, you can, and I watch the video afterwards, because I'm like, I need to hear what the snap was all about. That was rough. Uh-huh. Rough. And like I always say, like I think women are stronger than men in some ways. Like in basic ways. Like we can give birth, whatever, that's great. But like we can get like waxed with no problem. Guy- I feel like guys are just more sensitive in that sense. But then you watch those fighters and you're like, yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't do that. But I feel like, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it freaks me out. It freaks me out. It freaks me out. When I was watching, I was, like, my butthole sweating. My body kept, like, doing this. I would be like, ah, like, oh, It's such a crazy sport. And now I'm all fired up. I want to, like, do jujitsu again. <sighs> but I was looking good at the fight. I had my makeup on point. I got, I got my hair done before I went to Houston so I could, like, look nice for the show and the fight and stuff. Because I don't want to show up looking like a little ragamuffin. Like, this is a big deal for me. I want to, like, show up and look good and, like, you know, dress for the job you want. Which is, I don't know, a thrift store employee based on how I was dressing. But, you know, so I was looking good. And I even chose chose new earrings. I got new earrings to put in so I could, like, really look fabulous. I was wearing my, my ring. I was wearing my bracelet. Like, I really wanted to, like, play the part. And, you know, just a quick shout-out to Ana Luisa for the swag gifted upon me. I'm loving it. I'm feeling... I want to get more stuff from them because I need... I, I got my little gold bracelet but I want to get more I feel like I'm I'm looking bare I don't have enough I have my my ring um Anna Luisa is still doing 10% off your whole order if you use the promo code Ally Mac at checkout A-L-I-M-A-C go to analuisa.com I think you can even do slash Ally Mac if you just do that and then it'll automatically register I think but if guaranteed, if you use promo code at checkout, Ally Mac, you'll get 10% off. And they have a good range of stuff. Like, there's, like, very affordable things. They're all sustainable and eco-friendly and all that jazz. Like, they really care about what they're doing and their product. And so, I don't know. Get it for yourself. Get it for a lover. Get it for a friend. I don't know. It's nice to just have. Get it for your dad. I think Father's Day is coming up soon. So maybe, like, in your dad's older age, you can make him, like, a ring person. Maybe he can, like, get into rings or something. Check it out. They have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I was looking good. I was all... I was iced out. Plus, I got my grill. I got my three-tooth grill. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. I don't know when I'll ever wear it. I don't want to be the girl with the grill in. I feel like that's... I don't know. I'm having a I'm having an existential crisis about the grill. It's just so aggressive. Like I feel like on me, like who am I trying to be? I kind of like it, but I don't know. I feel like it would be cool if it was just on one tooth. But also I have big ass chompers. Like I got big old, you know, tree tree chopping teeth. I'm like a beaver, you know? Like I can I can gnaw in on some, like I could build a dam with my teeth. I got strong, big chompers. So the grill is just like so big, it feels weird. It makes me feel like my teeth are even bigger than they are with the grill in. Plus I got like, I wanted to match my Ana Luisa. Oh, also if you don't know how to spell that, it's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, analuisa.com slash A-L-I-M-A-C. Um, plus I got the grill to match my Anna Luisa jewelry. So I got, I think, yellow gold grills. 
I don't know. And now I feel like I feel like it gives people the impression that I'm like balling out. I can't have that. I can't have that. I might be asking my dad for rent money next month. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm not going to stop myself from getting a grill just because I don't have money. You know? Why save when you can, uh... Why save money when you can just look like a hype beast? Yeah, I don't like leggings. I feel like uh, I'm in, like, musical theater right now. Ugh. I feel like a loser. Oh, yeah, and then, I mean, talk about feeling like a loser... I went to, uh, when we were at the hotel, I think it was the day of the show, or maybe it was the day of the UFC. I think it was the UFC day. Joe was like, oh, I'm gonna go work out at 11, and I was like, yeah, I'll work out. I'm not afraid. All I had was Converse. I was on a treadmill for, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, I give up. I can't do this. I tried, though. I did some planks. But I feel like I need to start doing that regularly. I need to take care of my body, you know? And I feel like it put, it'll put me in a good mental space, you know? Everyone says that it does. You you hike and stuff, right, Anthony? Mm-hmm. You go on hikes? Mm-hmm. You were doing that, like, almost every day at one point. When I was out here, yeah. Before Are there any hikes in Corona? Yeah, there's one right by my house. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. Do you How often do you do it? Not as much as I used to. Yeah. But still like once or twice a week i was doing it like every day though yeah do you feel like it helped you like did you feel better doing it yeah there were days when like i couldn't get to it because i was busy yeah i'd be like shit i just like want to go hike because it's it's a weird like high that you get well and like it is fucked up but anytime i ever go on a hike i go i bet not a lot of like i bet you know, I you get like I like it's almost I think it's kind of messed up though because it, I get an ego from doing it where I'm like not a lot of people would be hiking right now. And, and I'm like one of those people. So many people. There's so many people hiking, but also like but like I wasn't like I don't I'm not a hiker. So I don't know, maybe it's not that bad of a thing, but it does make me feel better to be like I hiked and I'm sure a lot of people didn't today. Yeah. But it's also like I'm the one who's not hiking, you know? Like when other people say that, they're talking about me. Mm -hmm. Like I hiked, a lot of people didn't, Allie. I don't know. I just feel like I need to take better health in my body. And I think it helps clear your head because you're not like just on your phone. I've been on my phone so much. My screen time is at, I think, like seven hours a day. That's a lot. I'm on my phone so much. It's not healthy. I guess this is a good time to talk about better help. Dot com. Speaking of getting out of a bad headspace, BetterHelp is uh, is uh, so graciously sponsoring this episode of the podcast, and I'm very grateful because I think it's an incredible service that should be utilized by way more people. Um, BetterHelp is uh, an online online. It's online therapy. You know, it's not like a crisis hotline or something. But it's a way to get connected, find a certified therapist, and just start talking. And it's, I don't know, I think a lot of people are scared. I think there's a lot of, like, stigma and shame for trying to get help. But I think BetterHelp makes it really easy and simple to do it. And it's in, you know, the comfort of wherever you want to do it from because it's online. And, um... And if you're not vibing with the person, you know, with the therapist you have, you can pick a new one. They have a bunch of therapists and uh, it's it's legit. You know, I think I think sometimes like it's good to talk to a friend, but it's good to talk to someone who like actually went to school and has a degree and like knows what they're doing. Um, So if you go to BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash resting. You can get 10% off your first month. And I don't think it's one... It's like it's not one of those things where you, like, have to commit to it. Like, you don't have to be in it for a certain amount of time. But, like, you might as well try it out. And it's cool because you can do it... You can do couples therapy with BetterHelp. You can do... Um, if you have a child, you can have them do it. Um, and, yeah. I used to go to this... Ther- oh, I think I talked about it last time. This therapist, Carol... But I was a kid, so I didn't really know what to say. She'd be like, how was school? I'm like, I don't know, Carol. How's how's your life? 
I start asking them questions. I'm like, why do you think you chose this profession, Carol? Hmm, you nosy bitch. I didn't know what to do. You know, I was young. But now therapy is great because I know myself better. I can be honest. I don't feel like afraid to share things. Um, so try it out. If you're feeling weird, if you want to get off Instagram for an hour, try talking to someone online, a therapist. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash resting. 10% off your first month. Yeah, I think it's great. You know? Have you gone back to see the therapist? Mm-mm. No. My girl's still doing it, though. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really can be helpful. It, like, I, I think... There's there's different kinds of therapists. Like, I feel like some are more involved. Like, they'll give you suggestions. But I know some people don't want suggestions. Like, sometimes you just want someone to, like, unload to. And so it's not... Because you don't want to, like, bother, like, your friend or your boyfriend or girlfriend or, like, your parents or something. And be like, this is what's wrong at work. And, like, this is why I hate this person. Like, they don't care. They'll nod and agree and say, yeah, that must be hard or whatever. But... I think it's it's feels better to talk to someone at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash resting. So thank you to my sponsors, Anna Luisa, BetterHelp. These are all brands, companies I love. So I'm excited for the upcoming sponsors too. We got a lot of good ones. I'm excited. I feel good about it. I like, I like the things that they do. I'm excited for you to hear what we've got coming up. I want to see if there's any... Is there anything else I should talk about about the fights or anything? Um, what other fighters were at the dinner? Hold on, because I, I feel bad. I forget the other guy's was name because I was Lewis sitting... There? No, I was sitting right next to Corey, so I was mostly talking to him. It was him and his friend and another guy. He seems Let like a nice see. guy. Corey? Yeah. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Corey Anderson, right? Yeah. yeah. He went to Bellator. Oh, he's in Bellator He's now? in Bellator. And he was uh, saying the Bellator is better because they, they, pay way more. they pay way more and they, like, take better care of their fighters. Yeah. It just sucks that Bellator doesn't get as much hype as the UFC does, well, that's right? That's where Michael Chandler came from. Oh, really? Michael Chandler was, the like, the face of Bellator. For, oh, like, so that really sucks years. that he... Uh, that he switched to UFC and then didn't win. Well, he like to make I that bonus. Think he sort of retired, and then um, people just kept talking about him like, "Oh, he should come to the UFC because his Bellator contract ran up." Yeah. And so Dana offered him something, and he took it. But like he was saying, he is on the back half of thirty. Who got called? Was that him who got called out for Dana White privilege? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a funny w- one. He was the he was the face of Bellator for so long. Wow! Like whenever you saw Bellator, it was always Michael Chandler. Dang. Yeah. Where's he from? North Carolina, I think. Mm. There was someone who was fighting from L.A. I was hoping to like see them on my fight or something on my flight. Oh, okay. The other guy who was there was a guy named Carl Baby K. Carl Robert Robertson. Robertson. I've heard the name, but I can't think of the face. Life lover, father, UFC middleweight fighter. That's him. That's his bio. He... Yeah, he's he's a little cutie. He's a little cutie pie. These guys are just crazy. I'm like, how... How do they do this? I don't understand. Good for them. You know? Yeah, but they were cool. I, I was like starstruck. I didn't even know who they were at first. And I was starstruck. That's the cool thing. That's why it's fun because I don't know anything until I like go to the events and like or like meet them or something and then I feel super involved. Mm-hmm. But it's like nice not knowing and then learning throughout the process. Um okay, let me see if there's any questions on Instagram. Really quick while you're looking, do you want to talk about the Tony thing at all? Yeah. Um so, uh, okay, well, I feel like everyone knows, but if not, I guess I'll just, like, give a rundown. I guess just skip this part if you already know. So, Tony Hinchcliffe um, of Kill Tony success, um, I mean, he has been 
a huge help to me. You know, I got my start being a newcomer in comedy as a regular on his podcast, Kill Tony. If you don't know what Kill Tony is, it's a podcast. It's like an open mic, essentially, and Tony's the host. And people sign up to do a minute of stand-up in front of Tony and whatever guests he has on. And I was a regular, which meant every week I would go up and perform a brand new minute of this podcast through doing Tony's podcast. He's the one who introduced me to Joe and, you know, kind of was telling Joe that I was funny and that he should, you know, be able to see me perform. And that's how I got to open for Joe locally and, you know, whatever. So Tony's been an extremely helpful dude. Um, Tony's you know, I I think everyone is multi-dimensional. Everyone has a lot to them, and I think Tony's stage persona is that of like this tough macho, like you know, like roasty, like confident, all like kind of like this assholey type. But really, Tony's so helpful. Like when I was a regular on Kill Tony, I was I had no money, and Tony would let me like help him with his website or like you know help him like almost like be an assistant for you know money so I was able to like get money hang out with Tony and like you know he's always been very helpful and nice and I think like offstage Tony is a very different not very different but like you get to know him more and like see all of the different sides to him and so he is in Texas he moved out there he did a show It was, like, one of those showcase shows. It wasn't his show. You know, it wasn't his lineup. It was just... He was dropping in on his friend's show. And he was doing a show with Rogan right after. And so, he tries to get up early. He goes up after this comic named Peng Dang. Who I actually have done a show with Tony and him before. Because Tony was performing in Houston on New Year's. I think it was, like, 2019 going into 2020. Or maybe it was... 2018 going into 2019 and Tony was headlining he brought me with him for this new year's show and it was a club in I think Houston or I think it's Houston or Dallas where he's from Peng Dang um I don't know it was whatever like local scene Peng does comedy in and so Tony had him host the show because he's a local it's his home club whatever so we all did the show together it was fun everyone was joking around backstage like You know, like, everyone was, like, joking around, like, backstage banter, where, like, I think Tony even, like, you know, made fun, like, not made fun of, but, like, we were all being comics backstage and, like, you know, taking jabs at each other, hanging out, having a good time, having some drinks. It was all fun, you know? And we hung out after the show for a while on New Year's, like, everything was good. And, um, so I met Peng that night. And Tony's known him from him doing Kill Tony and stuff, this guy Peng. So anyway, I guess, you know, Peng had a set that was very, you know, I don't know. I don't need to get into it. I feel like you can watch the set. Ari Shafir posted the full thing on YouTube. It's Peng's set and then Tony's set. Peng got footage of it, um which was supposed to be only Peng's footage and then he ended up, you know, obviously using Tony's footage to make this video and kind of paint Tony in this very, like, racist and, like, bad light. And when you just watch the video of it, it's bad, you know? It's a bad video. It's like, oof, like, yikes. But... And I, and even when the video came out, I'm like, geez, I wonder what the context was. I'm like, I can't even imagine a context where this fits or makes sense. And I was like, this is bad, you know? But at the same time, like, this kid shouldn't have filmed anyone else's set. He shouldn't have posted anyone else's set. If he had an issue with Tony, he should have said something after the show. And, like, Tony could have chosen to react however he wanted to react. But, like... If you have an issue with someone, like, talk to them about it. If you talk to them and you still are like, you know what, fuck it, I'm posting this. Then, okay, whatever. At least the person knows that you don't feel good about it. Don't blindside someone with that. Like, it's so messed up. It ruins so much. And it's like, there's other people who've done way worse things who are, like, able to just bounce back. Like, I don't know. It just feels very unfair. And, like, obviously, like, it's bad timing. It's Asian... Um, Heritage Month and like 
you know, stop Asian hate and everything. And, like, I fully support that. Like, I'm all on board with stopping Asian hate, you know, yada yada. But I don't think Tony's intention was to incite, like, any sort of violence or hate or whatever. Like, Tony was just coming from a point of, I'm gonna do the exact opposite of what this comic was doing. And as a comedian, like, like, you don't want to go on stage and be worried that something you're saying is going to be taken out of context or that, so, you know, obviously when you do a show, someone might be offended and maybe they leave the show early and they get a refund. But to go behind someone's back and post a clip of theirs after, you know, you just, you kind of hear more about the story, the long, you know, I've talked to Tony about it and like, Tony's a good dude. I think this doesn't accurately represent him in any way and I think like that's the unfair thing is like you can have I have plenty of bad sets I have plenty of times where I'm sure I said a joke that was maybe cancelable or like just not in good taste but luckily the shows were just shows where I tried it and I go yeah that wasn't good and I'm not going to do it again like it's not like this clip that was released was Tony's you know two minutes that he's been grinding on and trying to get perfect this joke about filthy you know whatever so I just think it's like really unfair and like it just sucks that I think I honestly think that this dude Pang probably feels pretty bad about it and he realizes like that he shouldn't have done that and I think at the time when you have all those feelings and you're like this is hurtful to hear it can be very easy to just go I'll release the footage like you know was Tony headlining that show? No, it was, he was just doing a spot. It wasn't his show. I oh, think okay. it was like one of the Red Band secret uh, Death Squad yeah. shows. So it was like a, you know, a big lineup of random comics. Like, right. um, so it wasn't like Tony booked this guy. It wasn't still like... sort of like Tony's audience, right? The Death Squad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's just weird that someone was even... Like... It was weird that someone's filming. You would think that they would know not to, like, film. So, the comic, Pang, he... he asked someone to film it? He asked the manager at Vulcan, hey, can I film my set? And the manager goes, yeah, just make sure, you know, it's just your set, you know, edit out, you know, the whoever was before like you. Or was someone sitting in the audience. So, it was his friend who was filming it. Oh, okay. So, his friend was filming his set. Because, obviously, like, when you do stand-up, you either record your set on voice memo or you film it so you can try and get a clip out of it and post that later. So his friend is filming a set, which is no problem, you know. He got approval from the manager. The manager said, yeah, just make sure, you know, you don't keep anything else in it. Like, just your set. And so then Tony's trying to get to another show, so he has to go up early. So he goes up right after Peng. He's watching Peng's set. And he's realizing that Peng's doing a lot of, like, you know, stereotypical, like, Asian jokes and talking about Asian hate and... So Tony's like, okay, this dude's doing like, in his opinion, like very hacky premises, whatever. Tony knows him. And since Tony knows him and whatever, he felt comfortable probably saying that, thinking that Pang's not going to get offended because he's a comic. Yeah, and he's thinking like, oh well, this guy's going all in on, you know, sympathizing and doing the like white people are bad spiel, whatever. You know, I wasn't there, so I can't really say. I'm just saying like. From what I've heard from Tony and maybe his opinion, you know, I don't know. I can't speak for Tony. Like, I don't want anyone to say, oh, well, Ali said it. So, like, that's what was happening. Like, I don't know. I'm, whatever. This is how I interpreted it. He's hearing him doing all this stuff. So, he's like, oh, well, the funniest thing to do is go all the way on the other side and be, like, the bad white guy that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, in that clip, it doesn't, it doesn't show the you know back and forth and when you're at a comedy show it's like I don't know I just think it's messed up on both ends like what Tony said wasn't the funniest in the beginning but like you know that's just what that's what comedy is like sometimes you fuck up and people always say like oh like I don't know I don't know sometimes you just miss the mark and it's not fair to be punished for having that. And Tony, I just think it's hard because no one knows who, like, who Tony really is. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do. But, like, the people who are watching this clip of him, they don't understand the full scope. And, like, it just can be really damaging if 
Um, if people aren't allowed to like speak freely and openly and make mistakes, like I think that's just the hard thing about now is that like if you make a mistake, it's just over. Like you can't have an opportunity to say like, yeah, I can acknowledge that that wasn't maybe the right thing to do in that moment. But it's also like this dude shouldn't be posting clips. No one should be recording at a comedy show. Like no, you know, like it's just no one should be recording at a comedy show. If you're going out to see comedy, enjoy it. And if you don't like what the comic is saying on stage, whatever, another comic will be on stage after. Like that's all. Like I don't know. It's just yeah, it's it's a shitty situation, but and then it makes, yeah, I'm sure it makes a lot of other comics nervous. Like, oh, I'm not going to try this new joke because it might offend some people. And it's like, no, you can't do comedy to please everyone. There's not going to be comedy that makes everyone happy. I don't think people should say the C word on stage all the time. Like, I don't think that's taking a risk by saying, like, you know, an offensive slur about a group. But, like, that's Tony's thing that he can figure out on his own. You know, that's the audience. If the, you know, whatever. It's just like, it's not up for public debate, you know, based on someone's performance. And it's like, you know, Tony did a set right after that at Joe's show. And he, meanwhile, he has no idea that he's about to get canceled. And like he was saying, like, you know, at the next show, he's like, I revised my set. I had a much better set. Like, you know, like that's what we do. We're, we're always trying to change and make it better, make it funnier, make it stronger. Like, I don't know. It just, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <gasps> Did I? Ooh! I got a spot at the comedy store. Yes. What time? I just got to start putting my avails in again. So, on May 21st, well, this episode won't be out yet. But I'm doing a set on Friday, May 21st, and I go on at 8.50. Okay. George Perez will be on. He's so funny. George Perez. Pete Lee. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't been, I haven't performed at the comedy store, like, inside with a real audience since before the pandemic. I did those shows where it was like, you're doing it through the glass. That's not the same. Those were fun, though, too. But, man, I'm so excited. And now I have a house. I finally... Well, not a house. I have an apartment. I have a one-bedroom little apartment. And my dad just came up. He dropped off a couch. I found it on Facebook Marketplace. He went over and picked it up for me. What an angel that man is. God bless Larry. He brought me a couch. He had an old... He has, like... All the guys love keeping shit in their garage. He had, like, this old coffee table thing so now I have that I'm so happy to have my own place because I've been like crashing with my boyfriend for like two or three months now and we've only been dating for like six months and I don't know I just as it's surprising because I feel like when we were first dating like I definitely like didn't want to stay with him like at his place for that long because I just like I don't know this man well enough just because we're boning and we're like boyfriend and girlfriend doesn't mean I know you that well like I still need my time to figure you out but now I feel very comfortable around him we fart in front of each other all the time it's disgusting <laughs> I, th I shouldn't be doing that like it's so inappropriate we're just ripping them like even like even cuddling I'm like are you ready for this <laughs> like it's so gross like how is that gonna work long term i don't know i don't know me and my girlfriend do that too but it just feels like too comfortable i feel like there needs to be a side of you that's like this is my side of i don't know maybe it's good maybe it's bad maybe i need better help to help me figure it out but yeah so we've gotten very comfortable the past few months and so I think it's hard because I think he's gotten very comfortable with me being there and he doesn't mind it at all. He loves it. But for me, I'm like, because he has his own kind of like morning, like he likes to lay in bed. He has stomach issues. So he has to like go to the bathroom for like an hour, like not an hour, but like he needs an hour to make sure that he can go to the bathroom. And it's like, it's interesting though, because when I'm alone, when I don't, when I'm not in a relationship, I don't mind staying in bed for a long time. But I think like when you're in a relationship, it kind of puts this magnifying glass on you of what you don't like about yourself that you maybe see in others. So it's like, because he likes sleeping in, I'm like, I need to get up. I need to get my day started. You know, like I, I don't know. So 
I think it'll be good to have my own place, have a little bit of separation, but I think it's harder for him. Yeah, but whatever, tough luck, babe. <laughs> Suck it up, little biatch. Okay, I should answer some questions. How much time are we at? 54. Oh, I love that for us. Israel and Palestine. Shit's getting crazy over there. I haven't shared any infographics. I don't know how helpful my input would be. Um, I'm not educated enough. I don't want to speak out of place. A lot of people are saying there's like a lot of anti-Semitism or anti, you know, there's like a lot of hate involved with it. I think that the government's just corrupt. Israel's government is corrupt. They have a lot of money. I don't know enough about this stuff, but I think it's messed up. I don't know how to solve it, you know. I don't know what to do. This is a battle that's been going on forever. Israel's really dying to have that land. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. I, I don't want... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to have, like, a corny approach, but it's like, it just sucks that people are losing their lives over something that they're not directly involved with, you know? Like, it's mostly, like, the government and the higher-ups who are trying to control and fight and whatever so I'm like it sucks that civilians have to die for like someone's agenda to get pulled off I love visiting Israel I think the place of Israel geographically is beautiful beautiful place to visit I've never been I don't think I've been to Palestine um so I don't know I you know whatever but yeah I mean I, I love I love my fellow Jews I love my fellow Palestinians yeah, I just think it's fucked up. Like, it's so messed up. Like, imagine if... Imagine if Texas was sending... Rockets into California because we were liberal pussies. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, okay. But, like, that... Why? I don't know. Like, imagine if that was happening here. Like, that would be... I would be distraught to know... You know? Like, to be in that much fear. Yeah, I don't know how else to elaborate on that subject. I'm not... I can't. I don't think anyone's listening to this podcast to be enlightened about the Israel-Palestine conflict, you know? Mm -hmm. So sorry if I didn't have anything else to... Hmm. Stories from the fight. Oh, you know who I really like? Barboza. He's so hot. Ooh, he's so hot. I saw his abs up close and they were all oily. I think they put oil on their bodies or something. It's called sweat. But this was before the fight. They don't put it on their bodies. They put it on their face. It's yeah, not, it's they not put, oil. like, the Vaseline yeah, on their face. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe he was just sweaty. But, boy, he was glistening. And I was like, I'm rooting for you now. You're all I care about. And that one dude, Daniel. I think he got Daniel. Was he fighting Tony Ferguson? Daniel something? No. Uh, Benil. Da Benil. Benil Dariush. Ooh! He's also yummy. I thought he was gonna like need a translator and shit and then he just talked like me yeah like after the because his name's daniel bariush and he's like from afghanistan or whatever and then it said, is he from afghanistan he's afghanistanian i think and huh. then you and then it said like fighting out of orange county and i was like hmm. a lot of those guys do that or whatever you know and i thought when he was like gonna talk he yeah was gonna sound like a deep voice like the people with the translators, I'm like, how are they? Because they'll the the fighters will talk for so long, and then oh, the no. translators like they would like to thank God, and I'm like, they said a <laughs> lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks though, having to have a translator, you know, because then you're yeah. like, what are they missing that right. I'm saying? Right. I don't know. But there was some Swedish dude. He had a shaved head. He was wearing white shorts. Fighter? I think he was Swedish. Yeah. Was he early on? I don't know. Uh, no, I think he was, like, kind of middle later. But I was there for, like, the prelims. I was right. there for everything. Right. So, to me, it felt like later. But it was crazy because his coaching team, like, the three people on his side, they were all, like, it sounded like they were speaking whale, you know, because they had the craziest accents. That must be, like, a nice advantage. Like, the other person doesn't oh, know sure. what the... Because yeah. I always imagine it must be hard if you speak the same language and then both teams or like saying like grab the leg and then you're like no, oh well, he's about to it, fucking grab my leg have talked about that a lot it's and crazy especially during covid when they didn't have an audience and you can hear everything yelling, they can hear everything yeah. yeah so it just adds some other element to it, it yeah 
Um, what restaurants did you go to in Houston? We only went to one restaurant. We ate at a place called uh, Vic and Anthony's. It was like a nice like Italian type of... Like one of those like places that has like fish in in the window, like in a like dead fish on ice. People say those are the best Italian food places. Oh, it was really good. I mean, they might be right. I'm sure it was good. It's annoying when you get to like have dinner with Joe and everyone because it's always super nice, but it's annoying when you're like on a full stomach because then you're just like powering through because you're like, I don't know when I'm going to have a meal this good again. (laughs) I was so, I had like potatoes au gratin, I had a salad, but yeah, I wasn't that hungry. It was such a bummer. I just like the Italian food places that are like super whitewashed. Like Olive Garden? No, I fucking hate Olive Garden. Just like when they have like, when their main dishes are like chicken. Like chicken fettuccine? Yeah, like if you go to certain places, like in Temecula, there's a lot of good places like that. But like certain Italian food places, you know it's legit when they just have a lot of seafood. And they don't have Alfredo. Yeah. Because Alfredo is like a very American thing. Yeah, I love Alfredo. Me too. Oh, I love it. I didn't realize how easy it was to make. I made an Alfredo at home. It's so easy. You just put like a barrel of uh, milk and a barrel of like butter and that's like it. Yeah. And cheese, just a bunch of cheese on top, like Parmesan. Yep. And you melt it all in a saucepan. It's so easy to make Alfredo sauce. I didn't realize. Like, stop buying it. Make it. It tastes so good and you feel like you're freaking Italian or something. (laughs) It's incredible. I was very impressed. You could add little spices in there. Mm, 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 mm. I love carbs and pasta. I need to work out. It's going to get bad. And I'm like not even that young anymore. Like people aren't like impressed when they see it. They're like, whoa. Like when I was younger <laughs> doing stand-up, people were like, wow, that's awesome. And now they're like, yeah, okay. Ugh, I hate getting old. Favorite fast food item from Sonic? It's hard because there's not a lot of Sonics out here, so I don't get to go that often. So I don't know what my favorite items from Sonic are. I do know that I love Sonic. I like their mozzarella sticks. I like their like uh their tater tots with chili cheese on them. Oh hell yeah! Oh, it's so good. I just love like dirty, dirty shit, like stuff that you that you see on the menu and you go, oh, that might give me diarrhea. That's the stuff I want. I want to be like I want to be like a little bit scared about what's gonna happen to me later. I'm the same way. Someone asked, why is your head so big? I don't know. I think it fits my face, though. I do have a big head, but I feel like it all fits. Like, people are like, why are your eyebrows so thick? And I'm like, if I had thin eyebrows, I have a large face. So if I had thin eyebrows, it would look very disproportionate to my face. You know what I mean? I think my head sometimes is a little bit too large, but I look bad with bangs. So you just have to accept me for who I am. Sorry, B. Ryan V. Hater. Would you ever fight in MMA? I don't think I can. I don't have it in me. Who do you think Oliveira should defend his belt against? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I wish I knew. I wish I had an answer, but I don't know that many fighters. Masvidal? No. Askren? Different weight class. Oh, they're different weight class. Askren's out? Yeah. He's done? Yeah, for sure. He retired a lot, like, after he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. I saw Um, that. I was there. Um... People are saying that the winner of the Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight. Oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Khabib? He's out, too. Oh, my God. Habib. Habib. He retired. Weren't they saying McGregor and... McGregor, if McGregor wins his next fight, which is in a month or two, then they're saying that maybe Charles Oliveira will fight him. I like Oliveira. He was being all silly. He was a goofball. I yeah. liked his energy. I liked his personality. Same. When he like jumped over the gate and like went up to Joe like this, yeah. I was dying. I'm like, this dude, I like him. I want to hang out with him. Yeah, he seems cool. I wish I spoke Portuguese or something. <laughs> right? Don't they speak Portuguese I in Brazil? Either. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But uh, people are people are kind of talking about like if Khabib come back comes back fighting that Darius guy. Because he's kind of a similar fighter. Mm. And he might be... I think I might be going to the next UFC. No fucking way. Because Joe... Oh, yeah. So after the show, Joe's like, oh, your set was good. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, ah, like, you know, it was... Like, I didn't hate my set, but I know it could have been better. Like, I didn't like the way that I, like, told the jokes and the order and everything. Like, it just wasn't... I didn't... I just wasn't a huge fan. But it was good. And then he was like, yeah, do you want to do my next show in Phoenix? And I was like, yes. 
But he didn't say anything about UFC, but I looked up when the next UFC was just because I was curious, and I saw that it's the day after the Arizona show. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, maybe I'm going to that too. Probably. Oh, I hope so. I'm so addicted. It is so fun. I got my chick into it too. I've been watching UFC for like six years. Yeah. But um, yeah, my chick is like super into it now. It's so entertaining. Yeah. Like, I used to only go to, like, UFC, like, parties to eat the appetizers because I love a chip and dip. Yeah. But now that I've seen it in person, it changes everything. Like, seeing it live, the energy, it's just, it's, they're so talented at what they do. Like, I used to think they didn't, like, like, obviously, I thought they trained, like, they worked out and stuff. I didn't realize that everything they were doing is, like, a move, like, technical, like, thought. Like, mm-hmm. it's like chess in a way. Mm-hmm. And so, ugh, I the love it. The only times I've been starstruck is when I have met fighters. That's how I get. Yeah. I don't like even know that they're met, fighters. When Cheeto came over, I was like, holy shit. And then I met uh, a dude named Brian Ortega on, like, the ramp next to the comedy store. Yeah. He was just like walking next to me and I was like, what the, f- are you going to the comedy store? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm such a big fan. Uh, it was so awkward. Though, can I have an I was, autograph? Cause he was like, I was like, oh, did like Brennan, sh-? cause he was on uh, Brennan Schaub's like fight show that day mm. or whatever. And I was like, oh, he told you to come down. And he was like, yep. And then like, I figured he would like go to the back yeah. and like, you know, go to the back back. And he just like walked in the front and I was like, oh, you didn't get the treatment, huh? And he goes, what? And I was like, nothing. Don't worry about it. Nothing. Yeah. It's so sick. And I'm so excited because the next UFC that's in Arizona, Adesanya's fighting. Israel Adesanya. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, I love him. The style bender. Me too. I love him. And I met him when I went to the first UFC. I met him backstage, but obviously I had no idea who he was at the time. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was like my age. He was all silly, goofy. He's like doing the little uh, backpack kid dance. Mm -hmm. I didn't really. He's like a grown He's, like he's a man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's not that old, but like, he seems so young. No, he is thirty-two. Oh, I think I love him. So I'm excited to watch him fight. I think Nate. D- no, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz doesn't. is on that fight. He is fighting. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Okay, what else? Adesanya is not fati- fighting Nate Diaz. No. So. no, no. Um. questions yeah there's a lot of questions but it's kind of stuff that i already talked about a lot of ufc stuff oh oh okay can we cut out all that debtor okay someone asked who i was with at the ufc event um i was with joe's friends one of them's a muay thai dude one of them's like a former air force dude um, so I was just with two bulky ass dudes watching the fights, feeling I safe. I one of those dudes was Alex Jones. Oh yeah, you texted me. You're like, are you with Alex Jones? Because well, he lives in Texas and he's, you know, a UFC fan. No, I didn't realize that that's what you thought. So I was like, I thought you meant like Alex Jones was actually there. So I was like trying to look around, but like everyone kind of looks like a combination of Alex Jones and Dana White there. So I'm like, is that Dana? Is that Alex? Is that Dana? Is that Alex? Yeah, I was like. There were, uh, three fights that I know of that broke out. Like, in the audience. People get so, like, oh, I can also fight. Watch me fight. 
Yeah, it's a lot of aggro dudes. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I've never been to a live UFC. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. That's it. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode. If you've made it this far, I love you. Hit me up on my Instagram, restingbpod. Um, find me on Patreon. I do a Zoom hang every month with my top tier. Patreon.com slash Um Also go to AllieMakofsky.com slash shows to see where I'm performing. Uh, I think more shows will start picking up soon. So if I'm not in your area, I will be hopefully soon. And leave a comment. We got the 100th episode next week. Hopefully we do it big. But if not, don't be mad at me. I can only do so much. I love you. Take care of yourself. Goodbye. <laughs>